Let's talk travel. Thanks to Phil Hoffman Travel. There are 10 offices open right now. pht.com.au or for the next half hour. And then in the travel lounge, you can speak to Melanie Wynn, Project Manager of PhD. Lovely to see you, Mel. Lovely to see you, Leith, as always. And Jason Simpson is here, Trafalgar Sales Manager. Jason, welcome back to the big show. Pleasure. Thank, Thank you. you for coming in as well. Big show today. If you've got any questions, 8223 0000. We'll talk about Shanghai, talk about the must-see sites and the places that you need to eat. Jason will talk to us all things Trafalgar. Travel trends for 2020 and why people keep coming back for more. But first, we should say it's welcome back at home, Mel, because you've been away. And if my computer would work in the right kind of fashion, I probably should have organised this before. Prior preparation prevents all of that because... You've just come back. How was <laughs> How was your trip to yeah. the old Dart? Oh, listen, it was fantastic. There's nothing wrong with Blighty. Um, I mean, London, one of the best cities in the world. I always rate yep. London up there with uh, Rome, Paris and New York. Um, just a tremendous city. Pomp, oh, pageantry and all the rest of it. Pork pies, scotch eggs. All that kind of thing. It's Love the it. Monopoly board in real life. It you is. walk around and it all is. these famous places that you've read about, that you see in the movies and on television, you're walking there and you can just go through and say, you know what, I'm in Trafalgar Square. That's it, absolutely. I'm in Piccadilly Circus. Yeah. No animals. Yeah. It's fantastic, London. Yeah. So holiday, work, um, bit, bit of, of a combination of the two, actually. Um, it was the first time I'd been back in several years, so um, it was nice to sort of catch up with old friends and go to old sort of haunts, that mm. sort of thing. So um, a lovely little antique quarter on Cecil Court in central London where I like picking up all my scrapophily, my collection of papers, stock and bond certificates and things. I picked up a, a Winston Churchill bust. Uh, him nice. smoking a cigar from about the 1960s. <laughs> so that was quite nice. And the yep. London Transport Museum, that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's still, as ever, a fantastic city to explore. Recommend fully at oh, least a week in London. It's one of the great walking cities too, I think. Oh, yeah, they they all think get on the bus, but you're yeah. like, it's actually not that far. It really isn't. It's not that far. It's a collection of little villages and it's completely pancake flat until you get up around Hampstead Way where it sort of undulates a little bit more sort of up towards sort of Golders Green and that sort of thing. But um, really, London is a really fantastic mm. walking city, you know, very well signposted and everything's in English. We stayed by the Tower of London and we wanted to get to Harrods and we walked it. Like, it's not that long nah. a walk, and then you can walk across the other side of the Thames and you can do the eye and do all the rest That's of that. That's it, yeah. yeah. Um, have you got a tip for people that are listening that may have never been to London before? Is there a must-do or is there a must-thing you must, you know, know before you get to London? Um, it's a really good idea to buy a, a London Transport Pass to enable sort of unlimited sort of travel on the uh, the bus, the red bus, the tube and Docklands Light Railway Network. You really can save a tonne of cash by doing that. And you can pick up your, your passes from Phil Hoffman Travel you can pick them up locally in London but I, I would absolutely advocate doing something like that because we were on and off buses and tubes mm. pretty much all day long interspersed with you know um you know, travel on foot, that sort of thing. So, um, and of course, there are you know Ubers and black cabs that you can take as well when you're too tired of you know even mm. contemplating the tube. The other thing is to sort of start your journey pretty much after nine a.m. when the rush hours are finished, because mm. there are two waves of rush hours. So I'd say start your sightseeing after nine o'clock. So therefore, have a really leisurely breakfast. Um, talking of breakfast, mm. um, I think one of the best places in London for breakfast is the Wolseley on Piccadilly. Well, I saw this was your travel tip of the yes. week, which I like. Yes, very good. Yes. Atmospheric all day cafe um, yep. serving um, breakfast, lunch, evening meal um, after 
um, theatre type sort of dinners and things in a thoroughly sort of British tradition. Um, the whole place is parked in the former Wolseley car showroom. Um, there are a few Wolseley cars still, I think, on the on the roads here. Okay. Mainly at sort of car events, Burwood sort of events, that kind of thing. But um, it was their old sort of showroom, so it's sort of sandwiched between really the Ritz and Fortin and, and Mason on Piccadilly. Um, and it's just a great sort of cafe in the sort of grand European sort of tradition. So full English breakfast there is a really atmospheric sort of experience, just something a bit better than going to a greasy spoon and having a bit of a bacon and egg and, you know, a poke in the eye with a sharp stick. Yeah. Um, and it's really nice and close to Piccadilly Circus and the rest of the West End. So go and fill up on a nice breakfast at the Wolseley and then sort of chuff off and um, explore the West End, sort of Piccadilly, Wardour Street, Soho, head up into Oxford Street, Regent Street, all around that sort of area. It's a gold mine. For it's amazing sightseeing. when you mention all those and we all know whether, yeah. you know, we, we can instantly, you talk about some of the great cities of the world, you can't quite picture it. You yeah. mentioned Hyde Park or Buckingham yes. Palace. Yes. or Piccadilly Circus or yes. whatever the case might be, the Tower of London. That's it. We all know it. Yeah. Big Ben, you know, Westminster Abbey. That's it. They're all there. Yeah. That is great. Mm. Well, thank you for that. There's your tip of the day, the Wolseley. That's it. All-day breakfast That's or all-day restaurant. Yeah, yeah, all-day restaurant, yeah. What's your favourite English meal before we speak to Jace? Oh, probably shepherd's pie. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't is, mind shepherd's is pie. Is there a time limit on a shepherd's <laughs> pie? What time, is it like drinking? You can only do it afternoon. <laughs> no, you well, you can do it at lunchtime in the Ivy, um, yep. and they've sort of um, diversified, actually. They've branched out into a number of branches now. Mm. They used to be just in sort of Mayfair, their sort of top-of-the-pop style sort of restaurant that yep. Madonna used to frequent back in the 90s, 2000s, but absolutely quintessential um, shepherd's pie at the Ivy. Nice. So uh, nice, nice I love meal. an English Good pub. for lunch. I don't drink. Jessica knocked off a pint while we had some bangers and mash and, you know, just a typical <laughs> yeah. sort of food that we wouldn't necessarily eat here, but you've got to get, you know, caught yeah, up in the culture and stuff. It. Well, welcome home. Uh, Thank you. You are the best person to speak to at Phil Hoffman. If you, if anyone's thinking of doing London, and as you say, it's in the it's in the handful. It's on the podium of great cities in the world. Oh yeah, it's a it's a New York, it's a Paris, it's a it London. is, yeah, yeah, it's something like that. Jason Simpson is here from Trafalgar as well. Welcome, Jason, sales manager. Great to see you again. Good afternoon. Thank you. Let's talk all things travel with you and what's happening there. Twenty twenty. I mean, what are we now? Now we're a little under we're a month close. away. A new decade is upon us. Are you seeing trends in your world? Lethe, we are. It's no, well, it is complete coincidence, as Mel was just talking about London, but we are definitely seeing a continued trend towards the United Kingdom, which is great. Um, one of my personal favourites as well. Not just London, although you got me hungry thinking about the shepherd's yeah. pie. So yeah. I'm a sucker for a gammon, a ham, egg and <laughs> chips at any time of the day. So we're seeing people want to come into London and then head up north, in particular to Edinburgh. Um, definitely around that August period, the tattoo, I think, after the, the efforts in Sydney this year has really got people excited about... 2020. It's amazing um, an event can do that. My parents are the same. They love the tattoo. They'll watch it if it's on TV and it's one of those bucket list moments or events that people think, gee, I wouldn't mind to actually see that. Oh, to see the real thing yeah. in that backdrop, castle, full regalia, it's something quite special. Okay, so London, uh, any other travel uh, trends of 2020? Is it, do people variation? Is, they, they definitely do. So UK is definitely our traditional but then we're going to go the far east, so pretty much as far away from England as we can. And we've got Croatia, which just continues mm. to gain popularity. But that's kind of where we start. So we think Croatia. We've got a, a great new trip, which actually spends nine days on a small little boat up and down the Dalmatian coast. But we're really seeing a rise in what we call the further eastern Europe, so the former Balkans. So think your Romanias, your mm. Bulgarias, back to Serbia, Bosnia and Herzegovina. These destinations, infrastructures there and the people are starting to head away to a less crowded yep. part of Europe. 
than a Croatian. And I guess, Mel, if you're not in London, half the Londoners are in Croatia. That's it, on yeah. On holidays. Yeah. It's Sailing like the away perfect... between Split and Dubrovnik, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a, I mean, it's a beautiful... Uh, are there experiences with those places? Is it something that is attracting people to, you know, uh, England or to the Croatias of the world? We really think there is a value for money second to none without a doubt and we continue you know we always ask our travelers when they come back with us what continue or or already draws you back to travel with trafalgar and one of the big things we're seeing is the authentic experiences so we continue to partner with families and we're trying to find these real eccentric characters in amongst these communities and countries to really engage with those people who travel with us and that i think is the key element to people wanting to shift to the east there's some really incredible personalities and some really amazing experiences experiences on offer when we partner with these families to share not only their homes, their cooking and their culture with our guests. How good is that? So that's a change, isn't it, Mel, from the days of travelling early where you would be a spectator as such. Now you're encouraged to actually get in, as Jason was saying, with Trafalgar and get right in amongst the locals. Yeah, that's it. I mean, we did a Trafalgar tour. This is going back several years ago, but it's part of the Be My Guest experience, as it were. Um, And we went out to um, a winery in Budapest that we would never have been able to find on our own. Mm. You know, it was just great. We were there with a mar and pa set up and she'd bake, you know, cheesy scones and we're drinking all the wine and then headed up into a, a restaurant that was clearly very local. We were the only sort of tourists or people from away, yep. you know, there. So it was brilliant. And, and people are looking for different experiences, aren't they? They can do the sort of stock standard travel by themselves, but if you can actually, as you say, if you go to a winery that you couldn't do or meet a family or get that unique experience, that's what I think people take away from their holidays. Oh, it really is. People are the key. I tell you what, it's these partnerships with these families and they, and they love it. They want to open their home. They want to share their story, their history. And the greatest thing is these are the great storytellers of Europe. And if we can be the facilitator and connect our guests to them, I think that's a, a lasting memory that will last a lifetime. So that's why you're popular, Trafalgar. I know, though, speaking to you previously as well, you guys are all about sustainability as well. That's a big push for the company. It definitely has been oh, gee, a push for 11 years now, and I dare say everybody out there is hearing it loud and clear in every form. So for 11 years, we've really analysed every facet of our business from literally what we have on our coaches to the business relationships between the hotel staff and also those suppliers that we engage with. So it's a broader spectrum now and one of the sustainability elements is helping these local families who are in fact restoring properties and also ensuring that these great sites and icons of Europe are literally staying within families for maybe another two, three, four generations. I love that. So you don't just walk in, you don't just do your thing and leave and say thanks, see ya, have a good day. You're actually giving back on the way through. Yeah, it's all about giving back. Yeah. really is, yeah. Um, Where can, can everyone, can you go everywhere with Trafalgar? Do you guys go right around the globe? The great thing is, as of two years ago, we are literally everywhere. So all seven continents, we do have two departures which go down to Antarctica as well. So that takes us, we have a very similar model. It's definitely not a cookie-cutter approach by any means, but we still have the consistency and the authenticity across every single continent on all the trips that we have, um, which ensures that no matter where you travel, you're going to get a similar Trafalgar experience and that quality and assurance is there. Nice. Let's talk about one of the examples that people could uh, involve themselves with Trafalgar. What about this one, Mel? Britain and Ireland, grandeur. That's 20 it. days, London return. Yep, you would have been to these places. Yes, but I haven't been to the Giant's Causeway and would really love to go there. What is Something the, quite amazing about it. So some thousands and thousands of basalt columns that exist on the um, the Northern Irish coast, and they almost look like Halleck Newbrick pavers, but they're completely natural. Okay. And they sort of stick up everywhere. Um, and the, the whole thing's called the Giant's Causeway. It's awesome. 
It is phenomenal. I don't know if you know this. We jokingly refer to Mel as Wikipedia. There is nothing <laughs> that Mel doesn't know, Jason. Uh, that's why I thought I'd ask. The Ring of Kerry, is that... Yeah, Ring of Kerry, one of the nicest drives you can do in the world in Southern Ireland. Okay. Really lovely. To rival sort of that um, swath between LA yep. and San Francisco or even our Great Ocean Road in a sense. Can I find Nessie at Loch Ness? You can. Okay. You know, my folks just did it recently. They come back and they just watched the movie. Is it called Fisherman's Friend or, you know, about the group that sing? Have you seen that? You'll have to go <laughs> and check that out in the movie. It's, it's set in that area. It's oh, yeah. People that love this particular itinerary that will love that film. And the Guinness Brewery too. I mean, that's, that's classic, be iconic. Nice. Trust the Irish to build one of the most advanced breweries inside the world's largest pint glass. Only the Irish could have done that. <laughs> yeah. Have you been there, Mel? I have, yeah, but not since they built it into a pint glass. There you go. See, there's another... They keep saying it's go. good for you, does Guinness, but it's, it's, it's like a beer-thick shake to me. It's very viscous yeah. compared to a regular beer. Is it um, not? Is it, it's almost a meal. Oh, yeah, I was about to say. See, I consider iced coffee to be the same. I <laughs> yeah. sort of go, well, what am I going to have for lunch today? Oh, iced coffee, that's kind of a meal. Yeah. It's a beverage, but a meal. Uh, 1990s accommodation, hand-selected hotels, a executive and expert travel director, a professional driver, 29 meals in all of that, Twin share, 5,175 for the best part of 20 nights. It is. It is the most comprehensive trip that we have within the UK because it does touch on every part of the British Isles, including Northern Ireland as well, actually. Can you talk to us about Cost Saver? I hear this mentioned. What is Cost Saver? So Cost Saver is one of our sister products, same company, different model of travel. We've got a lot of very loyal customers and travellers with Trafalgar. But what we're really seeing a rise of is a little bit more independent-based travel. So if you're someone out there who's thinking, you know what, I may have been to Italy, France, the United Kingdom before, I'd love to go back and have the reassurance of a company name like Trafalgar but have extra free time to explore on your own, yep. then CostSaver offers that model. We go by Essentials by Us and tailored by you. So we provide the hotel, the accommodation, some basic sightseeing and an orientation, and then you have a walking guidebook, our travel directors, to bounce off, to run through your itinerary, because we might say, hey, actually, mate, why don't you do it in this order because yep. the museum's going to be busy in the afternoon and you've got the rest of the day to explore and do what you want on your own holiday. Yeah, that's a good idea, Mel. So it's like yeah, a choose-your-own-adventure nice. type, but you've still got yeah. the comfort and yeah. security of knowing that they're right behind you. Yeah, because sometimes you don't want it all stacked up in front of you. Sometimes you no. just want to go over and sort of like eke out what you want from a from a city, you know, whether that be sort of being a, a culture, a vulture culture, you know, cop, sorry, a vulture of culture by going yeah. to a museum or something or, you know, sort of heading to a park with a picnic. Because some people like do that, don't they? Thing. They like to be streamlined and sort of right, in boxes. This is what we're going to do today, whereas some people... They definitely do. The, Loosey-goosey. To have the, to have the opportunity do. to do both and kind of go off on a whim, like yeah. you said, and then come back, I'll see you tomorrow, or you've got that support network there to help you plan and put as much into your day as you want. That's a great idea. So Barcelona to Madrid, here's an example for the people listening at home. 13 days. Uh, where do we go? What do we experience? So Barcelona to Madrid. So we start in Barcelona and we're going to go south all the way down the Costa del Sol. Yep. So we're going to go via Valencia. We're going to go head down towards Granada, Sevilla, and then we're going to head across and finish in Madrid. So a great itinerary that covers the best of the south. We also get across down to Lisbon, okay, in Portugal. Yep. So you hit the, the biggest, the most important cities in a 13 night, so just under two weeks. We've got locals in every single location, which is great. So you get to meet someone from all of these cities. And we've also got quite a lot of inclusions, yep. um, but then you've still got those afternoons free. So everything you can think of within Iberia, so Spain and Portugal, we're there. Beautiful. 12 nights, many meals, luxury coach, travel director, 2175 per person twin chair, again for 13 days. 
Barcelona to Madrid. Well, that is amazing. Incredible value. Saver. What are we doing sitting here? We could be flying oh, Why are we here, Mel? That's it. That's it. You, you would have been to Barcelona and Madrid. Yes, They're, I have. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic cities, yeah. A partner's just been to Portugal as well. Real low-cost leader of um, Europe. Very, very well-priced. Super popular too, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, really popular. Now? Yeah, particularly around the Algarve as well. And up north, you know, any port in a storm up in a Porto. Yep. In uh, northern Portugal, of course, birthplace of uh, proper port, fortified mm. wine as we call it here. So, great place to be. And you've got to do Spain. I think I haven't done it, but I'm going to. Yeah. My son tells me all the time. Because Spanish football, as you know, is now more popular than Australian football. It's crazy. Hey, jo- Jason, thank you for coming in. Sales manager for Trafalgar, Jason Simpson there. Uh, if people want to find out more, what do they need to do? Go and see the experts in travel, which is Phil Hoffman. Beautifully done. Melanie Wynn is one of those. Right after the break, we'll talk more about all things travel with Mel. We might even talk about Shanghai because I know the Port Adelaide game getting underway next year against the Saints, of course. This will be number four? Four, yes, it will. Yep, yep. Second time around with uh, the Saints. Yes, bigger and better. Uh, More to come on Travel Talk right after this. The Phil Hoffman Travel Team will be in the 5AA Travel Lounge between 2 and 2.30 today, taking your calls off air. Phil Hoffman Travel's experts can give you the best advice on where to go, when to go, what to see and how to get there. Whether you're planning your trip by plane, ship, rail or road, the 5AA Travel Lounge is where you need to check in. Call the Phil Hoffman team between 2 and 2.30 today. All calls are answered off air. Call 84191473. That's 84191473. Six continents, 29 countries, 44 unique destinations, all in one journey. Join Phil Hoffman Travel and Princess Cruises for an epic and unforgettable 108 night world cruise. Book with Phil Hoffman Travel and receive free return airfares plus $2,000 onboard spending money. Departs June 2021. Or short for time? Why not cruise New York to Sydney from only $8,200? $199 per person twin share. More itineraries available. Visit pht.com.au. Scrape your caravan. Walker Crash Caravan Repairs. Easy insurance repairs, fast. This is Leaf Forest. Melanie Williams here from Phil Hoffman Travel at 10 minutes to 2. We'll be in the travel lounge very shortly, taking your calls off air along with Mark. 8223 0000 is the number if you want to speak to Mel before that. If not, after the news, 8419 1473. We mentioned Shanghai, excitement building with yet another Port Adelaide game, but more than just the game of football, Mel. There is so much to see and do in Shanghai. It's a Shanghai surprise. Old Shanghai or new Shanghai? Look, old and new, to be honest. I mean, I, I love the new Shanghai. I'm not a marvel when I look across the uh, the river at the uh, the newly constructed Shanghai, which has been there for all of 20 years or thereabouts. <laughs> it's like something like a set piece at a Blade Runner. It's so futuristic looking. But when you're standing there on the Bund, um, basically on the uh, the old side of Shanghai, which is part of the former French and British concessions, you could swear if you closed your eyes for a moment that you'd be on embankment in London or maybe mm. even in Liverpool in England. So the architecture is just absolutely amazing. So if you're an architectural buff, you're just completely in your element in Shanghai. There's so much to sort of see and do there. But then Phil argues that it's, you know, it's sort of the Manhattan of Asia. And mm-hmm. that's that's completely true as well. But then you've also got um, the amazing juxtaposition of all of these kind of neon-inspired freeways, but then they're all trimmed with the most extraordinary 
um, green mm. growth all the way through, beautiful flowers and things like this. And you wouldn't expect this of an Asian city or particularly a Chinese city, but it's almost sort of like the uh, the lung of southern China. There's yeah. just so much green in the city. Um, that was and the thing that took blooms. me by surprise too. It's yeah. like, oh, yeah. and, and the best way to describe it is imagine the Decatur Terrace roundabout. That's it. Looking like the yeah. Botanic Gardens. That's it. Like yeah. it yeah. is just manicured yeah. to a T. Absolutely, yeah. And they've got so much sort of uh, in the way of workforce to sort of do it for yeah. them. So it's impeccably clean and tidy. It's impeccably safe to uh, walk around, sort of travel around, all that sort of thing. English isn't widely spoken, but that, that's sort of quite fun in a sense. Mm. Um, you just got to go make sure that you've got your, your, your hotel card that sort of de- depicts to the driver yes. where your hotel is at the end of a, a day of sightseeing and that sort of thing. But really, apart from that, it's as, it's as good or as great as, as any mm. Asian city. In fact, one of the more exciting Asian cities because there's so much to see and do there. There's great museums, great shopping. You can do river cruises along the uh, the famous river there. You can also, of course, go and see the match. Um, mm. You've got great hotels and plenty of room to swing a cat in those hotels as well compared to other Asian cities and other sort of European cities. You know when you get to those yeah. really tiny little hotel rooms? In London quite recently, my biggest sort of challenge was where am I going to park my suitcase? Mm. You know, because it was just such a narrow, stupid little hotel. You yep. know, whereas in Shanghai, you've got the most bountifully huge hotel rooms. The thing I loved is you've got your history of the gardens, the temples, yep. but then if you want to go more futuristic, you know, the Pearl Tower That's it. has a virtual reality roller coaster That's it, in the yeah, middle of it, yeah, which yeah. is unbelievable. Yeah, it's crazy. And you can walk under the river as well if you want to on yep. a uh, an amazing tunnel. Um, you can go up to the bottle opener, up to the Jingmao Tower, which sits at about 90 floors sort of elevation, so it's giving already Manhattan a bit of a run for its money. Um, and then, of course, you've got the Shanghai Museum, the Natural History Museum. You've got the fake markets up at the Shanghai Tech um, mm. Museum. That's a museum in itself and you get there and you think, hang on, am I going to get sold into slavery arriving here? Because it doesn't look like any kind of a market you've ever seen until you go subterranean style underneath the whole equation. And then you've got sort of dozens and dozens, well hundreds actually of yep. amazing stores selling Converse for five bucks a pair and Miu Miu and Prada and Balenciaga mm. and all the, bra- all the brands for kind of next to nothing. Give us a dish or two we should be trying in Shanghai. Well actually it's funny you should say that because I did a uh, Shanghai City Eats tour and I sort of insured myself with a um, um, a Starbucks sandwich in the event that mm. I can't, would come home hungry. But um, certainly, um, I, I don't even know the name of the dish, but um, it's basically like a flaky pastry and it's filled with sort of like a, a spiced pork meat, almost sort of like an Asian pasty, I guess, yep. would be the, the thing. But Shanghai is particularly known for its fried and steamed dumplings, really mm. lovely meat dumplings. And they look frightening, but they, they taste fantastic. <laughs> and you can have those in Yuyuan Gardens. They do a stock trade there in those. Yeah, you got to do the food tour too. Oh, yeah. Sunday, 31 May 2020, Port Adelaide, St Kilda. Getting good numbers. People are excited about it. Feel yeah, people same. are really excited this yeah. year. And they're, they're also, a lot of people are also um, expanding upon the notion of Shanghai by also incorporating Beijing's yarn for the Terracotta Warriors, that sort of thing. So extension tours are proving very popular both before and after the Shanghai experience. Because, of course, you know, Greater China offers so much. Mm. You know, you've got the Great Wall, of course. You've got the Forbidden City in Beijing. You've got... Um, uh, Emperor Quinn's Terracotta Warriors in the south. You can also ride that bullet train as well between um, Shanghai and Beijing and the bullet train to and from the airport if you want to. Yeah. I mean, it goes faster than the speed of sound just about. And you can kind of mix it up, can't you, where if you want to do a shopping trip, you can do that. If That's you it. love food, you can do that. That's it. I was even reading you can do the Mongolian adventure or like the Taiwan you can, adventure. Yeah, Taiwan. Taiwan's extraordinary. Like one of the, the cities of Asia just now. And Taipei is just, I mean, nobody has a kitchen in Taipei. They all go out and eat because the food scene's so great in Taipei. And 
And then the coastline is something to to rival that of um, the Hawaiian Islands, mm. an exceptionally pretty island right in the heart of Asia. So plenty of extension to it. That's you it. can do them before the game, you can do them after the game. That's you just it. think of, you know, the game itself as being the cherry on top. All right, so ask about Shanghai at any of the Phil Hoffman travels. And again, we stress this every time we talk about this on the show. You don't have to be a Port Adelaide supporter. No, you don't. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. Well, I'm not. I'm, I'm, yes, I am a, a Port Adelaide Football Club supporter because I, I need to be. But yep. um, um, in terms of the football, football and the game, there's plenty to see sort of beyond that. And I can attest to that. Not being a, yep. a fantastic sort of football fan per se, but um, like it, it is actually the cherry on top of the cake. It's a great experience to go to. I liken it to a, a country race meet down on Kangaroo Island compared to one of the big yep. sort of um, horse riding. Stadiums. I liken it to the Adelaide Oval Test that we've just seen this week. Yes. How many people go to the test and have no interest in cricket? There's a lot because they yeah, stay yeah. out the back. That's it. That's what this yeah. game is about. It's an awesome game. If you want to watch a footy, great. If you don't, <laughs> just stay in the marquees and knock yourself out. You'll have <laughs> yeah, a good time. It. All right, yeah. so Sunday, 31st of May 2020, Port Adelaide will knock off the Saints over there in Shanghai. Um, we had Black Friday. Some of those sales are continuing. What about, we've been talking about this on the weekend, Qantas, <laughs> Los Angeles return, yeah. anything under 1,000, you've got to seriously have a crack at it. Oh, you do, Eight yeah. nine nine. Eight ninety nine. yeah. And we're bringing our father-in-law down from Brisbane over Christmas for about $650. So work that out. Yeah. So, <laughs> two hundred and fifty bucks more, and you can get to um, get to Los Angeles yeah, and, and back. back. Not just one way. Now we should say we should stress you've got one more day. That's it. This is on yeah. until the one more day. So fastest figures first on this because December. it's 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 a tremendous deal. And honestly, I, I can say hand on heart, I've never seen a fare to Los Angeles this low ever. No. Incredible. Two for one river cruising, Budapest to Amsterdam, uh, sightseeing and fine dining, 3549 on that one per person. That's it. Whatever yeah. floats your boat. And remember, unpack once on a European river cruise That's as well. That's about half price. That's too, it. it. For yeah, that kind of awesome. thing. Free double upgrades on the cruise room to Barcelona. You've got Blissful Bali. And Bali never goes out of fashion. People no, it doesn't. Love no. Yeah, Bali. It's, it's our holiday playground. It's just a, a matter of hours from here. It's, it's amazing when you get on the aircraft here in some of the bad weather we have here and get off there to just absolutely tropical bliss it's extraordinary and bali's really grown up you know in terms of its uh, gastronomic scene you can eat some of the finest food in asia in bali and it's good shopping as well around seminyak let's walk this through people seven nights five-star hotel in bali meals transfers spa voucher and a bucket of beer just to mm, that's it, top yeah. it off there cheers and beers 759 per person yeah that's outrageously good it's a little over 100 bucks a day that's it for yeah, a five-star yeah. hotel yeah Seven nights, including meals, transfers, spa, and beer. Yeah, try finding that here. Try finding that here. That's it. You've got no chance. No. And you're in Bali. That's it. Qatar Airways, uh, airline of the year for the fifth time. Yeah, and, and I think deservedly so. I mean, they're, they're a fantastic um, carrier with great connections out of Adelaide to Doha, of course, in uh, Qatar. And you can break your journey in Doha if you want to or fly straight on through to close to 40 destinations in Europe. Plus, they serve other parts of the world as well. But, um, um, you know, as far south as Portugal and then, of course, you've got as far west as Dublin, Amsterdam, Barcelona, many, many cities in Europe, Paris, Frankfurt, 
and how nice is that Adelaide return? Yeah, no, it's, it's brilliant. No States. going through Melbourne or Sydney or anything like that. No. Now, they are on special until the 5th of December, so you've yes. got two days for that one. Dublin under $1,000. That's it. Barcelona under $1,000. Yes. Amsterdam, $9 over $1,000. That's it, yeah. We might as well call it nine ninety nine as well. <laughs> how good is that? And Singapore Airlines too, before you leave us, economy class, they've got some great deals as well. They do, yeah. To uh, Ho Chi Minh City, otherwise known as Saigon, I mean, you can get there for under $700. That's crazy good value, hmm. you know. Well, that's what you're paying. You know, can be, yeah, exactly, from out of Queensland down to to Adelaide here over the Christmas period. Combine that with either a, a couple of nights in um, Saigon or do it as part of a greater sort of Vietnam and perhaps Cambodia sort of trip and you've got yourself a, a match made in heaven price-wise. Yeah, that is great. That's yeah. sale on until the 4th of December as well, so you got one more day for that. Mel, always lovely to see you. Lovely Thank you for coming you. in. Welcome home. Thank you. Hope you brought lots of souvenirs from your trip there. Sure did. Mel <laughs> uh, Wynn from Phil Hoffman Travel, Jason Simpson from Trafalgar joining us as well.